This is a HeadGum Podcast. For this ad break, we want you to take a break. Unclench your jaw. Relax your shoulders. Mm. And take a deep breath. Tom, be quiet. I'm no, to... I'm, I'm following your instructions. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves. And Calm can help. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com slash guide, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm Premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, sleep more, stress less, live better, with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash guide. Go to calm.com slash guide for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash guide. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Can you make the chair stop creaking, for God's sake? Hey, it's it's chair in your house, Tom. I told you to freeze when when we start the show. Whenever you talk, you're you're just like, you need to stay Stay still as a statue. and, And look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh no, I apologize. I'll get some uh I'll when you come back next week, Tim, that that chair is going to be covered in WD-40. Can you grease this puppy up a little bit, yeah, Tom? Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure all the chairs I've are been well greased. Begging you to grease it up for weeks now. Yeah, I got to grease up everything in this room. I got to grease up mm. the mic stands, grease up the mics themselves maybe. Yeah, it'll make it sound smooth. Yeah. Uh, but I asked you a question. My question was how are you doing this week? Tom, I think this uh relates the way I'm feeling uh, introspective and mm. worried. Oh, okay. Tom, we, well, that's a good way to be. <laughs> well, no, we complain a lot on the mm-hmm. show. Well, right? you do. I don't. Well, no, really. I mean, you do, you spent twenty five minutes <laughs> describing a Netflix <laughs> show that you watched last week. I and... was going to joke and say I don't complain, I brag. But that was like, oh, I do brag on the show about the inconsequential things. Yeah, and we're. You know, we're just goofing off. We're just having hey, fun. Hey, having some laughs. Hey, relax. Lay off us. But now we're getting to the point in our lives, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us are over 40, which is no. crazy mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Others not so old. Um, <laughs> but we're, I'm seeing people who are like our age that I knew when they were our age, and uh-huh. now they're like older people. Yeah. And they're just goddamn cranks. Oh, really? Yeah, like my I went to visit my parents this uh-huh. weekend. Well, your parents are older than you. No, no, my parents aren't significantly cranks. older. They're they're lovely people. All my right. parents good. are good. I'm glad to hear they're not, they haven't turned into cranks. They have this neighbor. They, they still the do a lot of crank calls, though, right? <laughs> oh, of, of course. They're still crank yankers. I mean, I mean, they watch a lot of crank yankers. <laughs> right. I've gotten a lot of uh, phony phone calls late yeah. at night from uh, from your dad. 
Yeah, doing his best Adam Carolla impression. <laughs> yeah. It was like, ah, yeah, we gotta come in. We gotta, we gotta get rid of those termites. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is Tim's on. dad. Yeah, it's three is... in the morning. No legitimate termite service is gonna call this late. This is some kind of a crank yank. Um, no, there's a guy across the street from them that used to be like the, um, like neighborhood jokester, like a fun guy when he was like. <laughs> In his late 30s and yeah, early 40s. I don't think I had a neighborhood jokester. Really? Like yeah. at the block party who like would regale everyone, like who would like have a couple more beers than he should and like, uh, you know, start telling like, you know, a Off little risky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, everyone's like, ah, this guy. No. Oh. Uh, I didn't have a- Your block must have sucked. Well, at least we didn't have a neighborhood joker terrorizing everybody. Oh, not that kind of jo- jokester, Tom. Well, there are a thin line. Well, a uh, thin line from jokester to joker. Tom, I got horribly depressed because <laughs> I went to visit my parents, and he was just like walking by, yeah, and stopped on the sidewalk and like yeah, started talking and, to my and dad. You, you pants them thinking uh, yeah, like oh, I love thanks. this. No, actually, he's like, hey, and I was like, hey, great to see you, and he's just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I was visiting <laughs> my, my, my parents. parents yeah. still live in that house. He's still. like, oh, all right. Uh, what are you going to do? And we were going to the, the community pool together. Uh, yeah. My okay. wife and I went out there. We're going to have a nice day at the pool. Yeah. Where I used to be a lifeguard. Yeah. Where I probably, you should have told me, Tim, I probably could have uh, headed down with you, giving everybody a thrill by doing a, doing Nobody a, there do, knows who the hell you are. Hopping up in the stand for a bit, giving everybody a real thrill. All those Are teams. you telling me that all these lifeguards who were born after I became a lifeguard don't know who I am? <laughs> All these lifeguards were born after 9-11. So you're saying that maybe they aren't being as precautious as they should? They're not being as precautious as they... They didn't live through that, so they don't know know, how bad things can get. Yeah, or maybe... And what they have to be prepared to do. They've only grown up in a world where everybody is hyper aware of what can go wrong. So they're frisking everybody on the, making them walk through those uh, naked scanners. Tom, I got frisked so many times at this pool. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. Look, you gotta do what you do to see. I never saw anyone naked at the pool. Okay. I mean, I saw Um, guys in the locker room, but I'm just saying, you would think I was at the pool like 40 hours a week for Where mostly families go. Yeah, Tom, you wanted to see. But even still, like, what kind of? I'm look. I'm not saying I wanted to see it. I'm just saying I'm surprised. You seem disappointed when you said well, that. You know, <laughs> I mean, a little disappointed, but just saying it, it, it's it's weird when you think about it. So this guy, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, you're going to the pool, huh? <laughs> That's residents only." And there's a reason why this guy. He's like, oh, well, no. "I don't think people from Brooklyn could come in and just use our pool like that." And I was like, "What yeah. do you mean by people from Brooklyn? Because yeah. you're not talking about me, you right?" Creep. Um, but he used to be so much fun. He would do yeah. like funny. He he was like the neighborhood Robin Williams, like coked up Robin Williams <laughs> okay. era. Where oh, so like, maybe he got clean. Maybe that's yeah, why he'd he do wasn't... like he'd do like funny voices and stuff, uh-huh. and like um, in retrospect, voices that are like kind of offensive. It's <laughs> yeah, right. like yeah, but <laughs> at, night, at the block party in 1988, yeah, it was he did like... his guy works at the Chinese restaurant <laughs> that we all loved. Uh, um. Then he started complaining about like uh, how the pool f- has fallen into disrepair, and they uh, 
used to post the menu on the wall at the snack bar, but now it's on the counter at the snack bar, so <laughs> well, he'll never get really anything from changed. the snack bar ever again as what? long as he really? lives. And like, I mean, taking weird stands. I on know stuff. that snack bar's gotten better. I know they serve like alcohol and stuff. Yeah. But uh, even still, I imagine you could probably uh, more or less memorize the snack bar menu uh, by looking at it once, right? Yeah. And by being like, yeah, okay, this is these are the three items I would be interested in. I'll remember that they have those. And he's like, how am I supposed to know how much a hot dog costs? And the menu is posted. It's just posted in a different place. Right. And well, he's he vowed to never flustered when he gets up to the counter. Yeah. So- a hot um, dog's a hot dog's one hundred and thirty eight dollars. Well, I gotta think about this. Well, that's the thing. You're starting to think like this guy, <laughs> which is a dangerous way of thinking. A hot dog's not gonna cost a hundred. He well, thinks, who, how do I know until thinks, I get up there and thinks, then they've already got me? He thinks they moved the menu so that they could change the price to one hundred and thirty eight dollars. He'll order it and then, well, yeah. he has to pay it. I mean, um, it's a pretty good scam. Well, this is the thing. Like that's where I saw a little bit of. You and I, you know, w- one of us would tell a story about how we were upset that we thought a snack bar was trying to pull a scam on us. Yeah. And it's funny now because we have like other things going on in our lives. <laughs> but but at in some 30 point we're years, we're yeah. not going to have anything else going on in our lives. And that's going to be the only thing we have to say. Oh, I fully imagine by the time I'm, uh, hopefully I make it, if I'm uh, like 70 plus that uh, like 90% of my day is going to be taken up by uh, being suspicious of scams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, but then also getting, uh, you know, getting a phone call where they're like, this is Apple and we need to have your phone password <laughs> and say, oh, okay. Well, I guess it, you wouldn't be calling me if it weren't important. Tom, I have something that I want to complain about and this is going to be my last complaint. Forever? Well, yeah, because I don't want to wow. become an old prank, uh, an old crank. All right, well, so I'm you retiring. I'm going out on top with this complaint. <laughs> uh-huh. And you've never gone back on anything you've promised on the podcast. No, like what? Like I think you've promised before to not be an old crank anymore. Well, guess what? Uh, I'm turning my life around. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, uh, th- this is the last hurrah. When I when I called you out on that, I realized the reason why I. I know that you've uh, gone back on things you've promised on the podcast is because neither of us remember like anything we've said on past podcasts. I don't. Uh, I just don't think I make grand sweeping statements the way that you're <laughs> you're implying. And then as a result, I can't remember anything that you've right. said. But you have made grand sweeping. I'm just doing the whole barrage you with BS so you can't. Yeah, uh, and that I can't hold defense. you accountable. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is my last complaint on the okay. podcast forever. Mm-hmm. I've got one. What is that? Uh, uh, hey, Wayne, I've got one last complaint from yeah. uh, Nirvana. Yeah, from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> In Utero was the album. Yeah. All right, here it is, my last complaint. <laughs> I'm pissed off that the Statue of Liberty is green. Why aren't more people up in arms about this? Do you know why it's green? Yeah. Explain it. All right. So France mm-hmm. gets us this nice gift. Yeah. They give us this whole statue. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, hey, t- oh, take this gift. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like a weird Italian. I, I need a dialect coach, Tom. Uh, they would be like this. We have made this statue yes. for you. Yeah. You forgot what French people sound like. You forgot what a bad French accent sounds like. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, Tom. Thank Don't you. Don't tell yourself, sure. Um, the, the and we were like, nice hey, game. take the beret off her, give her a crown. W- what is it, copper? Yeah, it's made out of copper. This beautiful copper statue. Statue. Big ass statue, by the way. One of the, one of the biggest yeah. out there. It's not a. It's not. It's you know. It's not some freaking trinket. Yeah, it's and been up there it. since 1776. It's not quite, but close for all intents and purposes. Probably, yeah. It, it's been up there since 18, 1885, I want to say eighteen eighteen eighty six. I think was when uh, it was built. Um, sure. Or maybe finished. The only. Uh, Information I'm getting here is, uh, can I purchase food or bring my own <laughs> to the statue? Well, that's what's most important about the Statue of Liberty. Well, you, I'll look it up. You keep, uh, you keep explaining why. Why I I want to hear why you think it's green. Um. Okay. It gets oxidized. Yes. And it it turns green. Yep. You got it. That's fine. Guess what? We can. You know. 1886, October 26th. Great, congratulations. Um, Thank you. It looked real nice, and then it turns green, and we're not even going to do anything about it? (laughs) Well, it turned green like over 100 years ago. What are we going to do about it now? Clean it off. Something gets rusted. That's oxidation, too. Something Uh gets rusted. You know, like, what am I going to do? I just have a rusty bike, I guess. No, you freaking repair it. So you're saying they should coat it it in WD-40 or something. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. I think they probably don't want such a shiny statue that's that big. What? Are you kidding me? Why not? Because they get blind pilots flying by. (sighs) Shit, look. I know. You always say that, Tim. Whenever you're shooting lasers up at passing <laughs> airplanes, you're always like, eh, what's the worst that could happen? You ever see a video of what it looks like in a cockpit when somebody shines a laser? Tom, this is, this is why the Statue of Liberty is green, <laughs> because a pilot would get blinded like a laser Well, pointer. I'm just saying, have you ever seen a video of what it looks like? I have, but I don't see how it's that's nuts. relevant. It's crazy. They can't fly. Okay. So what if what if they're like, great, we're gonna take all the uh, the oxidation off the Statue of Liberty, and then somebody else is like, yeah, guess what? I'm gonna make a big Facebook event. Everybody, point your laser pointer at the Statue of Liberty. We'll drive all the the pilots around the world blind. And that's why you think they let. I'm not saying it's the only reason, well, but it's a, nice a big gift, part. and like. It starts turning. <laughs> and you just let it go to shit. It turns green, and then like you know, France is like noticed yeah. right you know they're probably like the fuck we gave them this nice yeah. you this weren't nice supposed statue. to keep it outside what are you doing <laughs> but you can't tell like america known for its ingenuity mm-hmm. we got boston dynamics building robots that can do backflips and, yeah. and do the mm-hmm. thriller dance all synchronized yeah we can't figure out how to make this oh, thing oh, look you, freaking you uh, copper a again company from boston to fix new york's problems i mean were you out of your mind Actually, New Jersey's problem. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess they could like clean it off and then uh, like coat it, probably like put some kind of a clear coat that they didn't have 140 years ago. 
Yeah, or just maintain it. I don't know. Is like brown that much better of a color than green for a yes. statue? Mm-hmm. But yeah. everybody knows that it's green now, and guess what else is green? Money, baby. People people are coming into Ellis Island nowadays, and they're like, that's the color I like to see. That's why I came here, to make that scratch. It's a disgrace. And Tom, that's my last complaint, but I'm going to piggyback another complaint on it because it's somewhat <laughs> uh, related. Have you ever been inside the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, I have. Up to the crown? Um, Maybe not that high. Up have to you? the torch? No, nobody goes to the torch. They used to be able to. Yeah, uh, it's been closed since uh, 1916. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to be able to. I, I, uh, I've only been to the Statue of Liberty once, uh, I think in like seventh grade. And uh, we did get to go to the crown and it was it was really cool. And like even back then, I remember thinking, like, how is all this legal? This is so dangerous. Like just you're you're going single file up like the smallest staircase you've ever imagined. And if you get, you know, vertigo or if you're heights up there halfway, everybody'd have to turn around to let you back down. Well, I'm sure it's happened. Oh, I'm sure it has, but how embarrassing. How embarrassing. And then once you get up to the crown, they're like, keep moving. Other people got to see it. <laughs> and it's like, well, I spent like a half hour walking see, up this stupid Tom, staircase. and you think you're not going to turn into this crank across the street from my parents? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Tim, the inside of the Statue of Liberty, nice and copper. Exactly. Piggybacking. I actually, I forget if that was the case. It's only the thickness of like, I don't know, two or three pennies. Very thin statue. This is my last uh, complaint. Mm-hmm. It's more of a question okay. related to this. The Married with Children uh, mm-hmm. TV show yeah. theme song when it says uh, married. And with this is the children. children. Uh-huh. Why does it then get covered in slime? <laughs> that was just the uh, the flavor of the day. Yeah. People like to see things get covered in slime. Yeah, it always made me think, like, is this Nickelodeon? Yeah. Should I watch this? And then when you watched it as a kid, it was like, this is the raunchiest TV show ever imaginable. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on, but I know I, don't I shouldn't even understand be why it. this is on regular TV. Yeah, that's probably, they probably put slime to, you know, get, and slime with children. Maybe it was just back then everybody associated children with slime because of Nickelodeon. Tim, I was so excited this week when you suggested the topic, uh, meta, the metaverse. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's in the news. It, it, because it's, uh, you know, where all my novels take place, the universe that I've created in my uh, young adult novels. I forgot. You wrote a book called Meta. Yeah. And it takes place. It's never explicitly said, but it's what a lot of fans call it. Huh. And that's where Mark Zuckerberg wants to take Yeah, everybody. Mark Zuckerberg's trying to help his way in. He wants to write fan fiction that he wants made canon. That He's written a lot of fan lucrative fiction. for you. Imagine Mark, imagine some weird crappy billionaire uh-huh. like decided on a whim that he was like, that they were, and there's no, well, there are billionaire women. I'm just saying yeah, every billionaire they're mostly is, men, is yeah. uh it's a disgrace. So <laughs> I guess women can be a disgrace hey, too. Women can be a disgrace too. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um you know, like imagine like 
some on a whim somebody mm-hmm. like got really into your books or this podcast or something mm-hmm. and could just be like hey do this for me or like i want to and just well, like one day and like change your life i mean that's what uh bezos did with that show the expanse what uh, is that uh it, i think it was on sci-fi channel it's based jeff bezos on, jeff bezos it's based on books um, but it's just like a very hard sci-fi, like somewhat nearish future where everybody agrees that the most attractive <laughs> people are the bald people. <laughs> no, where it's like, uh, earth has colonized Mars. I, I believe colonized the moon and is also like mining the asteroid belt, but it's, it's hard sci-fi in the sense where it's like, and they're dealing with all the problems, like people that are born on Mars, like their bone density's off. They can never go to Earth. Hmm. People that work in the asteroid belt mining asteroids, they're just like miners are here on Earth. They're treated like total shit. Right. Um, but the show was canceled on sci-fi. And he was like, oh, I'll, yeah, make this show for Amazon Prime. Uh, and it was almost solely i mean they have a very dedicated fan base the show but uh but it, it seems like it was mostly just like no jeff bezos really likes that show and he wa- he didn't want to cancel it he wanted to see more right of it. Okay. which is like a pretty good you know that's like uh being a patron of the arts mm, kind of yeah like, I mean, it's I also, I'm going to be a patron of the arts, and then I'm going to charge people to see yeah. it. Yeah, I imagine if, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. was, like, uh, a fan of the meta series, he'd mm-hmm. be like, I'll pay you $100 million. Mm-hmm. He'd lowball you, so it'd be, like, a lot <laughs> less than that. But to write five meta books that only I can read. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do yeah. it for a lot less than hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah. Tom, you'd do but it. But if for he like... offered me a hundred million dollars, I'd take it. Yeah, of course. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably even no, I was gonna say I I I'd probably even do it for free because of all the publicity it would bring. But I guess it's that a lot would of work probably to do for not free for it a billionaire. Would, it'd be a lot of work to do for a guy who could very easily pay me for it. Yeah. And also it wouldn't necessarily bring positive publicity. Yeah. But what I if, don't but, think this would happen, though. But what I don't if think we had was, to worry about this. What if it was just like, all right, five books, and it was just like, I'm going to write them all. Uh, I'm going to go on like a, a, a Coke-fueled bender, and I'm just going to pump out five like stream-of-consciousness books for Mark Zuckerberg. I imagine it would be some sort of positive, but less less harmful misery situation oh, where yeah. like... If Zuck doesn't like where the story's going, he's gonna you're break gonna my hear legs from and, Zuck. and keep yeah. me in uh in a cabin yeah. chained to the bed. Um I mean this podcast for for pretty much the entirety it's been going on. We've been desperately hoping to catch the ear of some billionaire that likes it that is that says to us, Hey boys, guess what? Start making a podcast just for me. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it, it wouldn't seems even have to be increasingly unlikely. That this I, might you know what? I'll tell you what. Any billionaire out there listening, hundred million dollars, we'll keep doing it forever, no, just for you. Two years. Two years. hundred million dollars. Well, we we had to do it. We're like contractually obligated to do this <laughs> for forever till we die. Yeah. Why not? We've already we're already halfway there. 
hundred million dollars, Tim. That's a, a an extremely life changing amount of money for for some people. <laughs> for you and for me, Tim. You have no idea what my financial if situation's somebody, like. <laughs> but so you're saying if somebody if somebody came along to you and they were like, "Hey, I'd like to offer you a job. Uh, you're only gonna have to work a few hours a week. I'll pay you a hundred million dollars, but you're gonna have to like keep doing it." You'd be like, no, forget it. Well, I would try to negotiate so I'm not getting into a contract that will yes. list, last the entirety of my existence. Well, sure, of course there's room for negotiation, Tim. But here's the other thing. What if we get paid up front and we just spend all the money and then we use some of that money you to get new identities? This, this bastard's going to claw that back? Yeah. Nah. I, you'll get bored. $100 million is nothing to him. Yeah. Uh, but Tim, uh, we're talking about the real metaverse, which is like kind of not really a thing, but it's becoming a big buzzword. Explain to me, mm -hmm. an idiot. Yeah, a f uh, a real like the the dumbest piece of shit you could ever imagine. Me? Yeah. All right. Explain to me hypothetically the dumbest piece of shit you could ever imagine. <laughs> what the metaverse is. Tim, and I'm, gonna, I'm not talking about your dang books, Tom. I'm going to explain it in a way that is going to be very simple that you're going to instantly get. Meta, the word metaverse is the new cyberspace. Hmm. <laughs> and so, you know what cyberspace is, yeah, right? Yeah, just some bullshit. Just yeah. like, oh, we're going to do things online now. Yeah. So the metaverse, it's this new idea, this new buzzword that everybody's buzzing about. And basically, I, I looked up a few definitions of it. I, I still think mine is the best one. Uh, that's just the new cyberspace. But uh, it's essentially a collective shared virtual environment. A fully immersive digital space where we'll spend... Uh, uh, people like Zuck think uh, we're going to spend like, you know, huge chunks, potentially even the majority of our day inside of this thing. So this is something that you need to wear like a VR headset in well, order to participate. So in? the current the current thing, at least that like Facebook is pushing as the metaverse is not exclusive to virtual reality. Um, but heavily relies on virtual so if you're like having a meeting and a bunch of people have vr headsets somebody could not have a vr headset and they could still essentially call in like you would on a zoom call right yeah uh, like he'd be that guy who calls on the phone to a video uh, Zoom call. Yeah. And so like it's like ah, this guy can't keep up. Exactly. He can't really hear it. He doesn't really know what's going like, on. Huh? Whenever he talks, it's like just fucking just use your computer and sign in. I don't understand. I mean, I haven't worked for a company in a long time, uh, but I, you know, even like a decade ago, I could not understand. Like, we haven't figured out phones yet. Like, I thought phones uh. were a solved problem, and how come it's still just so hard to have, like, a conference call? I mean, I guess I do do conference calls uh, occasionally nowadays, uh, like, you know, for, for various things. And I'm just always shocked. Party lines? <laughs> yeah, a lot of party lines I get on. 
Um, no, like, uh, you know, like sometimes sponsors want to talk to us or whatever. Um, I had, what did I have a call for the other day? Oh, it was like, uh, uh, I don't want to say what it was for, but it was, it was for something. Uh, now you've piqued everyone's interest. It was, it was for, uh, uh, erotic, erotic, uh, the satisfaction. Um, and it was just like a real bad connection. It was just such a bad call yeah. as a result of that. And I feel like that still just yeah. happens. You don't complain on this show, though. It's only me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's the state of things. Yeah. And, and you got people like Zuckerberg saying, like, Here- we're all going to be in the metaverse. It's like. Sure, maybe with the internet you've got, uh, you know, on Facebook campus and whatever you've got piped to your house. But like a lot of us, I have good internet here, but uh, it's not perfect. Calm down. You're getting so (laughs) far ahead of yourself. You're you're well, also, I'm bragging about my internet. It's pretty good here. Okay. I only pay for 200 megabits, but guess what? I consistently get three. Tom, can you please be quiet for like. 20 seconds. <laughs> Ask me what the metaverse is. All right. So I've been hearing a lot about the metaverse. I've been seeing it in, in headlines. Mm-hmm. And then I turn on CBS this morning, mm-hmm. this morning. And uh, do you watch the morning news? No, hell no. Well, it sounds like you do. I saw clips of it on Twitter. So I see Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh God, that's even worse. Yeah. I don't watch the morning news. I watch clips of it on Twitter. Well, this is what I saw today. Can you let me say like three consecutive sentences without yelling at me? I thought me? you were going to say three consecutive words. I was going to say, uh, I've let you do that. Um, so I, 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 I beam into however I see uh-huh. Zuck. On CBS this morning, and it's a total like they're all like, oh, like just it's an infomercial for whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they're there. like, oh, Facebook wants to be on our show. Yeah, and it's him like, this will be. Uh, how does he talk? Oh, uh, I kind of talk like yeah. this. Uh, uh, it's kind of kind of like the way a muppet would talk, but uh, but very very serious. Yeah, but and then he does this forced laughter, like, <laughs> and we all know how that goes. And he was, he, they were like, oh, what is this metaverse thing? And he's like, you just put on the, the, the VR headset, and he's mm-hmm. doing it, and they're all there. And it just looks like The Sims, kind of. And they're all in a room together. Yeah. Like, I guess they weren't in the, the same room. And it was mm-hmm. like a Zoom call in virtual reality where you'd look, and like you could be like, Zuck sits here, and this yeah. anchor is sitting there. And he's like, and my favorite thing about this is you can change the layout of the room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and he, and it it seemed like a Zoom meeting in virtual reality. Like rather than just having everybody's pictures, you have little weird avatars. Mm-hmm. Which like, can we get rid of the cartoony <laughs> avatars for things? I don't. I don't want. I don't want to live in that world with cartoony avatars. And then. It's instead of just like seeing everybody's face, you see their avatars, and it's like, oh, it looks like that guy's over a little bit to my left, yeah. and then this lady is over like a little bit to my right. This is cool. This yeah. feels like reality now. And and uh, meanwhile, Jeffrey Tubin's like, this this is great. Yeah, we should all switch <laughs> to this. No more video calls. Ah, uh, Tubin, <laughs> the tubes. Um. Yeah, I think whatever happened with Jeffrey Tubin would have been way more upsetting in the, in the metaverse. <laughs> oh my god, I think, god, I think like, he's having ah. a stroke. 
This avatar is going wild. <laughs> no, because the metaverse is going to be like their event. They're going to keep iterating it, right? Yeah. And then in the tube and thing, it's going to be like, oh my god, I got wet. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, on? I should have. Well, hopefully, it's going to be like uh, seeing things in uh, 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 4 DX. Uh, mm-hmm. The popular cinema. Oh, format. you love you love 4DX. Yeah, the seat shakes. Man, and I haven't been you. to a 4DX show in a long time. It's a sad state of affairs. But in 4DX, you could turn the water off. The that seat was the electrocutes one, you. The, that was the one feature you could turn off was water, which um, was nice because like the water was fun sometimes, but then sometimes. They would program movies where it's like, it's raining the whole movie, so it'll be raining on you the whole movie. It's like, well, you got my popcorn all wet. I don't, you don't you got go my to the, popcorn all the movies wet. to get soaked? You got my popcorn all wet with water, I suspect, comes from uh, the sinks of the, uh, the washroom. This episode is sponsored by Ned. Tom, you know me. Mm-hmm. A little bit of an anxious person. And an anxious Andy. A little bit of an anxious Andy. And you know what I do? I take some CBD, mm-hmm. and and that helps with it. It helps me be less anxious. Yeah, mellows you out a bit. Yeah. Takes the edge off. Here's the thing, though. The CBD market has become extremely saturated over the last few years. It seems like you can now buy CBD in almost every coffee shop, grocery store, and even online via Facebook and Instagram ads. So you got to be careful where you get your CBD, because just like with low-quality alcohol, mm-hmm. low-quality CBD can have undesired effects. Can I tell you a story about that? Sure. It's a short story. Okay. But I got these CBD gummy bears once. Uh-huh. Turned out the company was using uh, synthetic uh, like THC in it, like real bad stuff. Yikes. Yeah. Because I didn't know where it, where it was coming from. Yeah. Guess what? The CBD brand I trust is Ned. Yeah. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world. Ned produces several quality full-spectrum hemp oil products extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. Beautiful place. Do you know that guy? I don't know that guy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, go Google image search Paonia, Colorado. Yeah. You'll you'll see beauty uh, you've never seen before. It's true. These products that Ned offers are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. They are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabin cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. You're not a scientist like me. It's understandable. Guess what? Cannabinoids, uh, terpenes, <laughs> flavonoids, and trichomes. <laughs> These are all words that I use in my day-to-day life, which is why I'm so good at saying Yeah, it shows. Ned's full spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I said full spectrum. spectrum a few times in the last minute. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's uh, endocannabinoid system. You got it. To, I, I know what it is. It's you know I I just read it so often. I know and write yeah, it. Yeah, so right. Uh huh. Um, to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. I want to talk about two products that Ned offers. Number one is Sleep Blend. Over fifty million Americans suffer from sleep disorders, and many are prescribed sleeping pills or other over-the-counter nonsense. 
Uh, Ned's Sleep Blend blends CBN, a powerful cannabinoid. Did I say that right? Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid <laughs> that, promote, that promotes sleep <laughs> with 750 milligrams of CBD made from the world's purest, single-source, full-spectrum hemp oil and organic and wild-crafted botanicals used in traditional medicine to foster rest. I take that stuff at night from Ned. Puts me out like a like a light. Yeah. Like a log I sleep. Number two is full spectrum hemp oil. De-stress your wellness routine with a single all-natural remedy for your mind and body. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is pure, potent, and crafted from hemp flowers grown organically on a small independent farm in Paonia, Colorado. We told you about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Use it daily to support better sleep, reduced anxiety, and pain relief. And here's, look, they got full transparency over there, and uh, they share third-party lab reports, who farms their products. I hear it's a guy named Jonathan, mm-hmm. um, and their extraction process all right there on their website. And Ned's CBD products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field, Tom, like some of your favorites, Dr. Caroline Leaf, mm-hmm. Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Yeah, I know them. If you want to check Colleagues out- Colleagues of mine. Yeah cannabinoids you got it if you want to check out ned and try their full spectrum hemp oil or sleep blend for yourself we have a special offer for the complete guide to everything audience go to www.helloned.com slash guide and enter guide at checkout for 15 percent off your first one-time order or 20 percent off your first subscription order that's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash guide to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash guide. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. Tom, yeah, I right have now, it all in my life stressful. I know. I mean, in this day and age, sometimes that's more going money on, or more problems. Just reading the news stresses me out. Oh, yeah. I uh, I wake up every morning, I look at the New York Times app on my phone. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, why did I do this? Now I'm stressed <laughs> out. Look, you may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, mm-hmm. or even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life, someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to unload it, and that's what therapy can be. Better help is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the complete guide to everything listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash guide. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash guide. 
So unfortunately, Facebook, uh, you know, they're the ones really they're one of the ones really pushing on this metaverse concept. And they came out this week with like, you know, another big media push and their uh, presentation, as you were saying, for the metaverse is like the lamest possible version of just this will be a new way to have meetings in virtual reality do you think mark zuckerberg thinks people like he enjoys meetings right oh because when he's in the in a meeting yeah everybody's listening to him yeah telling everybody what to do yeah i mean and that's you know when you think like everybody must love meetings that's where everybody's the happiest i mean when you're the ceo Everybody's got a bunch of sycophants around them, right? <laughs> but I but I think kind of regardless of the company, when you're the CEO, it seems like the majority of your time is spent in meetings. Right. Uh like Mark Zuckerberg's never like, All right, well I got two free hours. Let me start like sketching out a new product or whatever or start coding some new yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it's all meetings. So I think for somebody like him, he's like, Hey, how about we make meetings? I don't know, require a headset or whatever. Well, and I think also, you know, the, the last year and a half of working from home has, has pushed all these companies, uh, all the, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Apple's, Amazon's of the world to like rethink their businesses uh along this trend of like how where do we fit in to people being working from home all the time and facebook right now is thinking we'll have everybody do their meetings in facebook on right. in vr which i guess is fine for mm-hmm. facebook but Mark Zuckerberg wants us all to live our lives. In- well, yeah. So actually, that's a good point. I, I was going to I was just about to say that. I mean, all these companies want us all constantly working <laughs> yeah. all the time. Well, I was going to say that I, I didn't fully explain what the idea of the metaverse is. It was coined, uh, I want to say maybe in Snow Crash, uh, the the book. You don't like the book, but you're a big fan of the author. William Gibson? Yeah. Is he problematic now? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think he's problematic. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Orson Scott Card. I mean, all these guys are probably <laughs> well, not good I, guys. That, no, I think, I, I think he, he's... Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't heard anything bad about him. Yeah. Um, Interesting the way you said that. Is he problematic now? Uh. <laughs> well, but you just assume because he's a sci uh, like a sci-fi writer that's been around. You're like, oh, he's probably canceled. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> if not canceled, probably uh, deserves to be. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend the guy. I don't really know uh, that much about him, but I've read a few of his books. And wait, Neil Stevenson? No. Oh, yes. No, I'm thinking of William Gibson, though. Right. But Neil, yeah, Neil Stevenson wrote Snow Crash. I'm thinking of uh, uh, William Gibson wrote uh, Neuromancer, and I can't remember what else. Uh, big, 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 big sci-fi. No, books. Um, I'm on Neil Stevenson's mm-hmm. Wikipedia are... page, and there is no controversy section. Okay, well then it's fine. Outside. I mean, both of these guys are still putting books out, so... But these are the guys who, like, in the 80s, 
came up with a lot of uh, stuff. You know, they came up with a lot of these words like metaverse, cyberspace. Uh, you know, they they were at the cutting edge of pets.com. <laughs> they, they imagine pets.com. Um, they, they were at the cutting edge of like, oh, this stuff starting computers. The Internet is in its infant computers aren't. But the Internet and home computers or in their infancy, we're going to write books about where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where where uh, ideas about the metaverse come. But the the basic idea of the metaverse, and this is an idea that's in like Ready Player One, um, uh, other things, where it's essentially like a shared space that... a one company in particular doesn't own. Oh, well, that was what the whole internet was supposed to be, right? Exactly. And then enter <laughs> the goggles. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, nobody owns the internet. You can go to any website. Right. And basically, they were extrapolating that out. I mean, I, the web wasn't even around uh, when when some of these books were written. Um but the internet there was, was no surfing the web. No surfing the what web. What did people do when they couldn't surf the web? They went on like Telnet and Gopher and Usenet, other Skynet? things. Not Skynet. They were they were smart enough to stay Phew. off of Skynet. Um, but they basically were looking at all this stuff and saying like, yeah, this is all primitive. But one day we're gonna get to the point where like everything's virtual reality. Everything's like 3d avatars. And whether you put on a VR headset, an AR headset, or you're just looking at a two dimensional screen, there's going to be like a 3d space that exists. Mm-hmm. That is like a 3d representation of the internet and everything's going to be on there. So there's going to be like a big building that says Netflix and you'll be able to go in there to watch Netflix movies. But across the street, there's the HBO max building. You can go in there and then it's like, oh, I need to pick some stuff up for my kid. I'll go to Amazon. And then like, but then maybe I need to kick back, have some fun. I'll go to a bar and my friends will be at that bar. But I'm in one program the entire time. Right. I'm not switching between different apps. Right. Tom, mm-hmm. what's the benefit of this? <laughs> why would this happen? And why would anybody want this to happen? Well, I was going to say the thing that like a lot of people like Zuck and and uh, other people, uh, you know, uh, talking about the metaverse, they're like conveniently leaving out the fact that in all of these books, all of them, where there's something like a metaverse, the reason why is because the real world is a dystopian hellscape that everyone wants to escape from. Right. So that's why they're going into these things. And unfortunately, it looks like, uh, you know, the, these books really hit the nail on the head of of uh, what would drive us to, to escape now to these places. Now, is this why Zuck worked so hard to make the current world <laughs> a dystopian hellscape? I don't think so. I think, I think Mark Zuckerberg did not work to make the world a dystopian hellscape. He worked to make as much money as humanly possible, and that was a not even an un, un, 
unwanted side effect. Just uh, 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 he's uh, just a guy. It happened. It's just collateral. Yeah. It's just well, that's what's going to happen. And I think again, he he's you know he's skating to where the puck's going to be, right. uh, and he's seeing like oh, pretty soon everybody already escapes into their phones, <laughs> and once the technology catches up, people are going to want to escape into something even more immersive. <sighs> Do you want this to happen, Tom? Do you uh, want a thriving metaverse that you can go into whenever you'd like? Um, not in this way. I think I think certain elements of it sound really cool and fun. And like I'm I'm uh like a you know I love uh, thinking about the future and thinking about uh you know uh, the progression of technology and there. Definitely elements of this that sound like that's great. That sounds cool. But there are also the the problem with technology in general right now and why it's like kind of hard to be excited about a lot of technology is because it's like, oh, I can see all the downsides to that. Just because we use technology when we were kids and it was like, whoa, look at the new Game Boy. Nobody was like. Well, people are going to be on that Game Boy 16 hours a day, and they're never going to... I mean, actually, people were. Were people on Game Boy? No, I'm saying people were worried about Uh, that, that they were like, these kids, it's going to rot their brains, and that didn't happen, but but the phones did rot, (laughs) legitimately rot people's brains. What aspect... Like, if you could design the metaverse Mm -hmm. to only be... You know, to be a nice complement to the real world, okay, which hopefully will not fall into a complete dystopian hellscape what what elements like how would you build it because to me it just seems like a netflix building well i have netflix on my tv yeah or if it's like ooh, but don't you want the immersive experience i can go to the, a movie theater i mean but, but, not now i can't because there's a <laughs> goddamn pandemic because we live in a dystopian hellscape <laughs> yeah but theoretically but well, so I mean, they have like uh, uh, VR, uh, like one of the more popular apps on on the VR headset, uh, the Oculus Quest, uh, which is Facebook's uh, VR headset, which I do own. Full disclosure, um, they have uh, what's the name of it? Big Screen, it's called, and it's like an app where basically you can watch movies in like. You know, like a nice movie theater, a nice home movie theater, a space station movie theater, uh, a drive-in movie theater. But the allure to it is more you can invite friends and then they are literally sitting next to you. And of course, they're just like a dopey avatar. But when you hear them talking, you hear them to the right of you where they're sitting, for example. So you can actually like sit and kind of have a communal experience. And I Which think, is nice during a pandemic. Nice. Well, I was going to say it's nice during a pandemic, but it's also nice if, you know, you can't be with somebody. If, right. if you're on the other side of the country or something like that, um, I can see that being, you know, especially now. It, it, it's funny to me that we're all kind of past this uh, uh, trend where, you know, for, uh, you know, a year and a half ago starting. Where it's like, we're going to do Zoom calls and house party calls with everybody, you know, with friends and family. And then people very quickly got sick of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think part of it was because we all started having to do it for like work a lot, too. 
But um, but I think it was also like, okay, I'm just staring at a screen with your face on We're it. We're not doing anything. Yeah, and yeah. You're, this isn't how, when when we hang out, we don't just sit across. We carve from... jack-o'-lanterns together. Exactly. That's carve, what I do. We dye Easter eggs. We do all kinds of fun stuff. Exactly. And now you you'll light, be able to do uh, that. Ch- the candle of the menorah together. And now you'll be able to do that kind of stuff in, in the metaverse, in virtual reality. Um, another place where the meta where that's pushing the metaverse concept is uh, Fortnite. Okay. That they're and now they I think they're leaning a little more towards the Ready Player One idea of Fortnite, where the Iron Giants running around. Yeah, where the idea is like this isn't a place where and this isn't like an open internet type thing where it's like everything's here but all ips are here because we're doing licensing deals with everything so you can have spider-man and batman and stranger things and john wick or whatever they could all be together this sucks (laughs) but i think also (laughs) i hate this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> call up if if anybody's listening who has the power call off the metaverse this sounds like it really sucks uh but i mean with fortnite you know with kids i mean that's the thing we're gonna see the the repercussions of what's happening now you know in the decades to come for these kids that you know they got screwed on being alive right now uh yeah guess what the trade-off will be they'll never die <laughs> they'll cure but they can't go outside right so i mean that but that's the thing where it's like all right so some kid that's like eight years old now and are now deep into year two of like i don't hang out with my friends we all go on Fortnite, mm-hmm. and not even necessarily like play the game you know do the uh the battle royale together we just like go on there and we make things and we hang out and we bullshit and we talk because like, I also think kids are, you know, they're more like self-aware and stuff. They're like, I don't want to be on a video. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about like when we were kids and teenagers, if it was like, Hey, you can all be on a video call together, which would have been insanely futuristic, or you can all play a video game at the same time and see each other and talk. I think we would have gone with like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I think we would have gone with like, let's hang out with each other though. But and I'm that's saying if thing, we couldn't, if yeah. we couldn't. And I just feel like the thing that's bumming me out about the metaverse mm-hmm. is that they're trying to like, force us into like it should be a last resort like yeah as, as well long but as maybe you... we're there <laughs> yeah and i think that's the that's the other it's either they're forcing it unnecessarily which is yeah. and it's not it's a pale imitation of mm-hmm. reality yeah, right or which is, which coming I... to terms with the fact that it is necessary which sucks shit even yeah. worse uh, well, I was going to say, you, you mentioned that, like, y- you hate all these cartoony avatars. And the thing is, like, that's where the technology is right now. Mm-hmm. So, the, But they're getting better and better. And now there's, like, a, a, a few different companies working on, like, really creepy shit where it's, like, 
This is a cam, two cameras, one that's like inside your VR headset looking at your eyes. And then another one that is like basically when you see, you know, Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk and he's got dots all over his face and like a camera on his head that's like, you know, uh, attached to a foot long pole facing him that there's going to be like a combination of that so that when you're in this virtual reality you're gonna look like you and you're gonna your face is gonna move uh like your face i mean we're probably not too far away from that because things are they're already working on that and stuff's moving pretty quickly which i was gonna say is the other just kind of uh you know uh right place right time type thing where everybody's you know been in this weird world for a year and a half and at the same time like technology's finally gotten good enough where like i said i have that oculus quest 2 things 299 dollars and like blows away a vr headset you could have bought two years ago so it's kind of like the way phones went where it's like oh if you wait a year or two it's twice as good right um and you know, so it's gotten you know two hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, it's not it's not a insignificant amount of money, but like for what it is, it's pretty inexpensive. That if somebody's interested in it, it's attainable. Whereas when these books were being written, uh, VR was ten thousand dollars and it didn't work. It's the virtual boy. It's just red lines. I had a. I still have a virtual boy. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it all the time. You stole it from a friend of ours. I didn't steal it from a friend of ours. How dare you? Isn't it Chris's? No, I bought it from Blockbuster. Oh, okay. When they were getting rid of them, I bought a Virtual Boy for $20. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Chris <laughs> borrowed it from you one time. Oh, I don't think I would have lent it out. I'm pretty careful about who I let uh, borrow my Virtual Boy. <laughs> Although my Virtual Boy, I, I think it didn't come with a stand, so I had to like use it in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Things probably worth like I don't know, ten thousand dollars or something you now. Think? I should look that up. Some of this stuff, you know, uh, people nowadays got a power glove. How much is that going to get me? I don't think power gloves. There were too many power gloves. I think mm. is the problem. But there weren't a lot of virtual boys. With the whole video game collectors market, basically, there's a bunch of people. Some tur- sweaty kids, uh, freaking, took your virtual boy out from Blockbuster. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever rented it. <laughs> I, when I bought it, I felt like it was like basically you new. You need to tell yourself, Tom. Um, look, by now, all that sweat's evaporated. <laughs> I have to worry about 20-year-old kid sweat on there. Um, the, the video game market, it's a bunch of people turning 40, and they're like, oh, I have a lot of disposable income now. And I always wanted, you know, like a Neo Geo when I was right. a kid, which was this insanely unobtainable thing. But now I have the money, so I'm going to buy it. That is, so prices are going absolutely insane. Uh, Mario 64 sold for like a million and a half dollars recently. What? Yeah. Like Just, a mint condition or just, yeah like yeah. a mint condition but it's like but that game sold millions of copies yeah. but you know whatever that that's, that's why you gotta save everything i've been thinking about that recently that i i want to just like start buying hoarding 
But like buying stuff, I mean, me and you both had like, if not the first and like the second generation iPods. Mm -hmm. And like, if you had one of those in the package now, they're like thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, that's stupid. It is stupid, but again, stupid. But again, it's people that have, you know, this disposable income and they're like, yeah, I always wanted that. And now I can, I have the, the means and that will fix everything. That will finally make me happy. And they're always right. It always works out. Back to the metaverse. Yes. I can't see a guy like me. Like, I don't think I will willingly ever put a VR headset on. So you're envisioning a future where somebody's holding you down and putting it on. <laughs> Probably. Like Mark Zuckerberg himself. If this is going now, to Now, Tim, please put this up. Or on. if it's like a prerequisite for any job that you need to get is that like yeah. you need it's in the metaverse and you cannot like this is the only way in which is a dark future. Right? Which I'm pretty sure Facebook is heading towards because Facebook did recently start doing uh, uh, reimbursements for Oculus where like. If uh, if an employee, a Facebook employee buys an Oculus Quest uh, and then just like submits their receipt, uh, Facebook will give them the money back. Hmm. So that's like a very short walk to like, actually, we're going to send these out to everyone. And now meetings are going to be in this. And and the very, very dark thing, which, again, nobody's talking about is. If you are doing your day to day work wearing a VR headset well, now your employer knows everything you're doing. They're, they're, they know everything. You know, even if you have like invasive tracking software on your computer right now, which some people do for the, for the jobs they're doing from home, it's like, well, but you could always just like pop open another, com- you know, your personal computer and, you know, uh, uh, Google something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no. It, if this thing's going to tell Facebook you took your, your mask off for a half hour, then they're going to be like, why, why did you do that? Why yeah. weren't you in here? Why were you looking at, uh, you know, all this stuff or like, you know, why, why was your gaze focused on this instead of this during these hours? What about like going outside and stuff? Do you think people are not increasingly not going to do that? <laughs> Uh, I think people are increasingly going to run into problems going outside with uh, with climate change. And uh, uh, I mean, I'm talking about you and I in uh-huh. the next five years in New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, then you throw on your pair of AR glasses. Yeah, I'm never doing that shit. Augmented reality. So that this you- sucks. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, like I see why you're into this because you're into like technology, technology, yeah. and like you like to see how things progress, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but people who just like want are not fascinated by it, who are just right. kind of like, duh. I guess this will be my life now. I, just, <laughs> I don't understand. It just seems like people are just willingly kind of. Walking into a buzzsaw. Um, I don't think it's willingly. I mean, I think all of these things go through like stages of like the enthusiast stage and then like the the expensive enthusiast stage where something comes out and it's cool, but it's like 
ah, that's not like built for everyone yet. Mm -hmm. And it's a thousand dollars. So only uh, diehard people are going to buy it. But then it's cheaper. And then you get the people who are interested, but not, you know, uh, that interested to, to spend that kind of money. Um, and then, you know, I, I think at a certain point it gets to the point where it's like, well, they're practically giving these things away. And that there are going to be some cool experiences that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'd like to try that. I'd like to do that. And, you know, it's like our phones. Yeah, well, there's always the cool and useful yeah. stuff. But, like, what in AR is going to be the thing that, like, what Facebook did where it's just like, we're going to leverage on your news feed or your timeline mm -hmm. conflict. Or what <laughs> phones did where it's like, all right, these can do useful things, but we're going to get you a addicted to this game yeah. and like like what's the addiction angle with, with ar i think it's probably going to be something along the lines of like a pokemon go okay i can i can resist that shit. i don't <laughs> care about that where where it's going to be some kind of a game type thing right with that you can only play if you have these glasses and you're going to see it within the world and that's going to drive a lot of people to get into to this. the polls, right? <laughs> it's going to drive you. Yeah. They're going to Pokemon go to the polls <laughs> after that. Um, no, I mean, I think like phones, you know, when when the iPhone started rolling out apps, they weren't like, and look at this. You can put Microsoft Teams on it. Right. They were like, no, look at this games and like Yelp. So you can look at restaurants. Right. Um, so it's going to start with with things like that um and then it's going to i i i think because there's always the gutter like fucking ba they they just like exploit our basest yeah fucking oh emotions yeah, yeah. and thought right and so it's like that's that's why yeah. people like there's an addiction element to mm -hmm. it right that's why people just go on to these things and spend all their time there. yeah and yeah, giving people the little uh, dopamine burst. Yeah, and it's I feel like a lot easier to get somebody to pull out their phone when they're bored, right? Than it is to be like, oh, let me pick up this old uh, yeah VR headset. headset and, oh like, yeah, plop I mean, it on my head. Right? I I really like the Quest too, but I don't use it nearly as often as like I would like because it's like, well, I'm gonna have to put this thing in my head. And like you know, if if I'm working, it burns. Well, you didn't mention that it's very very hot. Well, they they uh, they actually just uh, did like a recall for like the the what they call the facial interface, which is essentially the foam, mm -hmm. like that presses up against your head because it it can Flammable. cause irritation. Um, it's but, made of asbestos, <laughs> but it won't catch on fire. <laughs> Uh, but I think it will be something like that where I, I think there will be a it will be a slow it'll be, you know, hey, Tim, it'll be like falling in love. It'll happen slowly. And then all of a sudden. Right. Is that That's is not that... how I've experienced love? <laughs> Have you experienced love? Uh, I think so. How do you know? <laughs> how many years have you been married? Um. Where I think people will get comfortable using this stuff in their home first, like especially the AR glasses. I think there might be some really cool, like you can have a virtual person in your home that, you know. That's, no. <laughs> 
Uh, or like, hey, instead of buying a bigger TV, just put these glasses on and you can have a, a TV take up your entire wall. <laughs> Uh, and then people will, the technology will progress and people will get more comfortable and start wearing them out. Uh, you know, it'll progress where it's cheap and they look like regular glasses. That's the biggest hurdle that a lot of these companies don't want to talk about. It's like, until this shit looks normal, nobody's gonna, not nobody, but Uh, some people. There's gonna be a new normal, my friend. I mean, that might be the case, but I I just remember that time I was at uh, the New York City Comic Con and saw two guys wearing Google Glass. Remember Google Glass? Yeah, you mocked them, and then you, like and, ten and, years later, you were like, "Apple's getting into some really cool AR stuff," yeah. and it was exactly Google Glass. Well, you know who those men were, Tim? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Wow! So they were the ahead two of the coolest curve. guys on the planet. <laughs> No, but I just remember, oh, I loved it. It was one of the happiest moments of my life, watching two guys with Google Glass, one guy arguing, a guy he had just bought an action figure off of, that he was like, you told me this would be $9, and now you're saying $11. And the guy's like, I I didn't say that. I said $11. He's like, well, pal, guess what? I recorded the whole thing. And his buddy being like, you recorded it? Oh, my God, that's so sick. And he's like, yeah, and I'll play it back. And he, like, took out his phone. It was, like, attaching cables to it and stuff. And the guy's like, oh, even if I did say $9, it's 11 I misspoke. <laughs> like, this is the law isn't that if I say something and then I change it, I have to. Yeah. You, if you don't want to pay that, you can walk away. Please stop plugging your Google Glass <laughs> into your phone to show me video. Right. And again, but you're saying that would be cool if he didn't have to plug it into his phone, though. Yeah, right? if he could just project. Yeah, if, yeah. if the guy also had Google Glass <laughs> exactly. on, and he was like, "I'm gonna beam it to you." Um, I don't think we need to document as much as we document. Here's I. I feel the opposite lately because I think that by the time we're older, like say like 10, 20 years from now, I think there's going to be some pretty crazy AR stuff where it's going to be like, hey, if you have like a bunch of pictures from this event, we'll be able to like rebuild this entire thing in three dimensions and, and dramatically upscale these photos and, and turn them into like a 3d statue that he can walk around. You don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love the idea of having a 3d statue uh, that I could walk around of some things that I've taken pictures of, of like me drinking a beer on a camping trip. (laughs) Yeah. Like Tim, luckily you took 20 pictures of this. We can feed this into an algorithm and a cluster of supercomputers. It's a weird future. You're pitching me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess if I work for one of these companies, the the projects I would pitch, people would probably be like, yeah, but who would want to do that? Um, you that have was, a lot more notes, huh? Well, that was one of my questions, which just um, uh, 
uh, does this interest you? That was my question, <laughs> Tim, knowing full well that it wouldn't interest you. I think people walking into traffic and stuff is going to be a problem with all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the VR, like, you know, I'm on like some of these uh, Oculus Quest subreddits and there's like so many that are just like people like, well, I'm in the emergency room. I broke my hand <laughs> punching a wall. Yeah. And that's and that stuff's only going to get worse, especially as it gets like more realistic. Uh, but but I also have in my notes, I just wanted to say this too. Uh, uh, they have this idea in Japan, uh, not idea, these people. Uh, he Kikomori. Do you know about the he Kikomori? No. They're shut ins. Uh, people that have, I mean, the funny thing is, it's defined as. People who have spent six months or more without participating in society, without mental illness being the main cause. <laughs> and it's like, well, I think mental illness yeah. is the main cause. But it's it's mental illness driven by something, right? Like, it's not necessarily like, oh, if, if this were 1986, the same thing would have happened. Well, I These think, things are breaking our brains. I, I think in this case, it's more like this person doesn't have like agoraphobia. Right. That's not why they're not going outside. Um, they're not going outside because of like a variety of reasons. But, you know, uh, first and foremost, that they can live a life not leaving their room. But there there's projected. Well, and like Japan's also like a... a, a you know, they have a bunch of uh, situations that are kind of uh, causing this. One of which being that, like, it's very common to live with your parents in Japan until you're married. So when, like, somebody's 25 and they're living at home and never, ever leaving their room, it's like, well, some people do that and then they are perfectly mm -hmm. adjusted. So I think it's like sometimes people can't tell until it's kind of too late, but uh, there are estimates of up to 10 million uh, people in Japan that have not left, not only like their apartment have not left their bedroom in six months or more. Well, don't you think technology and wouldn't this be great for them <laughs> with, I mean, yes, it would, but like, don't you think, Maybe we shouldn't have made all technological progress point towards this current state where it's just like everything is convenient and frictionless so you never have to interact with somebody. Like, yeah. it's just like, remember when you like had to procure your own meals by not <laughs> pressing a series of yeah, buttons yeah. on screen? And then like nowadays, even with like the Postmates and stuff, they'll just like leave it outside yeah. and just oh, be yeah, like, yeah. and it's just like, and people are like, oh, well, this convenience, well, at what number one, it's, I think, bad for mental health if mm. you're not interacting with people. Right, yeah, we're, and number we're, two, we're it's, a social species of animals. Yeah, and number two, it's just like, well, this it, the system works, look how convenient it is, and it's like creating all of these new horrible jobs that are, are yeah. not providing a living, like, it's bad in every single way. And it's like, <laughs> well, this is where we've decided to focus all of our energies in the techno in the technological sphere. Either that or like more 
efficient ways to kill people in wars. <laughs> but there, there's never, like, none of that utopian stuff happened. I don't know. It's pretty nice to, like, press a button and a pizza shows up and you never have to see another human being sure. or, or talk to them. Yeah, but should is, should we be able to do that? Uh I mean, when there's a little bit of friction, it won't happen as often. Like, I, I think that's one of the reasons why people order more take. I, I mean, I actually I haven't even seen any statistics, but I just assume people order more takeout nowadays than they ever have before. Right. Just based on the I mean, remember, like, even when we were kids, it was like. Sometimes you would have to, like, if you called a place to, like, do a delivery or pickup order, you had to be like, what do you have? <laughs> what are my options of food right, if well, you didn't a, have a menu? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, you can post a menu, mm-hmm. and we, we have a, 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 a wonderful yeah. system, a repository of information that, that yeah. you can access anywhere. I just think building all these things that are, like... Like a bunch of fucking weirdos got together and be like, and like they happened mm-hmm. to be the ones who knew how to program and stuff. <laughs> right. And they were like, you know what I hate? Fucking interacting with other people. Yeah. So, like, let's just build a world where we don't have to do that. And mm-hmm. then we all were just like, yeah, I'm on board for that. That is the future that I want. Well, I think it was just more like, oh, this is so easy. Yeah, but. Hey, don't you want life to be easy? To- hey, isn't life hard enough? No, my life is not hard. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it hard. You're shaking your fist at I'm me. I'm going to uh, put you in the hospital, and <laughs> then you'll you'll be sorry. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can uh, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guy to get books and podcasts. Hey, this week, who wants to be a booksmanaire? Is- Tom will be competing for some very... Nice, oh, uh, prizes and prizes! Wow, all right. Uh, Tim's version of "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" No, based... it's an original concept that I've developed myself, <laughs> based on the books we have recently read that I always do real, real bad at because I have poor reading comprehension. Patreon.com/slash Complete Guide. You can get that and all the back episodes for only five bucks a month, eight dollars if you want the show early and ad free. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Mark Zuckerberg. Whoa. No, imagine if we got that and he was like, oh, come on, guys. That's when we're like $100 million. $100 million. There's no way you could possibly get this from us. Per year. (laughs) He has to pay us. Facebook.com slash Complete Guide. Follow us on Twitter at Complete God. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Um, Should we start a newsletter? Should we start a Substack, Tom? I mean, we have a newsletter. We yeah, ha- we, but should we, we like, never... do things with it? Sure. Oh, we have a live show coming up in New York City. Yeah. We should tell people about that. TCGT.com slash live. And you can watch it live. Sh- hey, you can be part of the metaverse. Yeah. Watching it live in... The metaverse. Put on no, a it's VR just a headset. YouTube link, I think. What? I think it's just a YouTube link. <laughs> yeah, but you can watch YouTube in the metaverse. Ah. You can throw on a VR headset, watch a YouTube uh, live stream. Why not? Uh, and it's inexpensive. Um, I don't think I like interacting online. <laughs> That's my big problem with all these things is that, like, and I've talked to other people that have like the Oculus headset. Like I've never like 
hung out and talked to anybody. I've played like one or two games. Actually, I like I, pl- I played this game like when I first got it. It was uh, what's it called? Gorilla Tag. Where uh, it was a lot of fun. Everybody's a gorilla, and you gotta play tag. And the reason why you're gorillas <laughs> is because you you know you have the two controllers in your hands, so you walk like a gorilla, uh, like I on see, those yeah. two. I'm doing it for you, the viewer yeah, at home. You're can't moving see. your arms. I'm moving my fist, like I'm walking on my fist, yeah. like a gorilla. So it's a lot of fun. You've gotten out of your chair. <laughs> you're all sweaty. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. But then, like, as I was playing... A bunch of teenagers called you the N-word? No. <laughs> like, a, like an eight-year-old boy was like, I'm going to kiss you. Come kiss me. It was, like, getting, like, you know, like, right up mm. in my face. And, like, the voices get louder as they get closer. Mm. So, like, it was, like, right in my ear. I'm like, get a- no, stop. Get away from me. Yeah. So that's the problem. So that's around the metaverse is that eight-year-old boys are always trying to kiss you in it. <laughs> I, that's one of the problems. They gotta they gotta solve those kinds of. I think some of these some of these VR things do have like you can turn on basically like a bubble around you that people can't get inside of because yeah sometimes people get too close. Uh, but yeah, I don't really like. Can't do that in the real world. I wish you could. Uh, but yeah, you know, via regular Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy. Yeah, what are they gonna make a bubble boy too? Um, what was the name of the the movie? <laughs> once some billionaire decides? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the the thing uh, John Travolta was the boy in the bubble? Yeah, bubble boy and the boy in the bubble, and they mm-hmm. get, they didn't get into any uh, trouble with that. What do you mean? Very similar names. Remember, we watched like the boy in the bubble in school for some reason. They were like, "This will teach you about health." <laughs> Sometimes your health's so bad you have to stay in a bubble. <laughs> Learned a lot from it. All right, we'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>